0: Beautiful people. Happy Sunday. Sunday. December. December. February 21st. It's that two, 2 one I was talking about yesterday. Okay. Um, I am like I stayed up till one in the morning last night for no good reason. I don't even know why I was awake. Just the clock kept going and going and um which meant I then stayed in bed until way too late this morning. So Here I am, coffee in hand, ready to go because I got to go to work. Um, So let's do this. Walter Beigehot in our inspirational calendar says a great pleasure in life is doing what people say you cannot do. Wow. Yeah, that's very true. (laughs) It's very true. I think the key to this one though, at least for me, is to do it. This is where it's tricky and this is I talk about this all the time with the humility piece and the ego piece and and all of that. For me, it really is, it's pretty it's pretty fun to do what people say I can't do. And my first go-to is especially the enemies Not that I have a ton of enemies, but there are people that I would love to show that I can do this from not the best place, from an ego place. But I will tell you that it's much better to do it from a place of giving and inspiring and motivating. So that's my food for thought on that. Be mindful. Is it your ego that's driving that? Or is it your own, like, sense of accomplishment? I'm going a little deep here on the calendar because it's just something that I'm so mindful of all the time. Like I said, what it's, it's a good motivator for me. Like, there's one VP in my head that I'm thinking of that just didn't understand my worth. So there's a part of me that just wants to be like, I'm going to do all these things just to show him I can and that he missed out. Like, that is not a good reason to do anything. Luckily all the things that I'm doing and working on light me up <laughs> and make me happy and fulfill me. So it's definitely not my own only motivation, but full not nice disclosure is that yeah, I have a little piece of me that would love to do that for the people who say I can't <laughs> like him. Okay, we're going to move on now that I've I've confessed that I'm not a nice person sometimes, (laughs) at least when it comes to this particular person. All right, here goes. Joan Ebbett in our Body, Mind, Spirit book says, the mental obsession begins to interfere with one's work, home life, and social activities and spirituality. I screwed that up. Begins to interfere with one's work, home life, social activities, and spirituality. The mental obsession, meaning... The gambling addiction, the alcohol, the cravings. One of addiction's most destructive aspects is the binge, whether it be alcohol, gambling, other drugs, food, or sex. A lot of times we'll swear it's the last one, but it never is. A day or two or a week or two later, we binge again. It satisfies a deep need that willpower alone cannot appease and announces to anyone who would he- hear that this is an, that this is an addiction. If we add up our binges, we can see the disease process over years and years and years. The next time these feelings start, we can call our sponsor, go to a meeting, and talk about how it feels. Reaching out enables us to move through our feelings without binging. It's not an easy thing to talk about, but the relief we get once the urge has passed makes it all worth it. For that, we can be grateful. Today, let me use the tools I've acquired to avoid a binge. To me, this is about proactively taking charge of your recovery before the binge, before the relapse. And I think a fabulous example of this is what my, I guess I can call him Michael to you guys. You don't know who I mean. But the way he's approaching, so it's been about a year since we first started connecting where we count the days together and chat and and try to navigate his his addiction which is is substance abuse related and here we are almost a year later and I think we're we're not counting the days that's part of his strategy this time is we're not going to count the days but what he's done and 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 we can do this too I heard another oh it was actually when I was talking to him last night so this is what he's done He's made it so he can't get access, get access to money. He's investing in the activities that serve him well, like church and family and activities that don't drive him to, to go back out. I think today they're going on a family adventure to an to a attraction down in Florida so he's being very strategic and one of the things for example that he did different and I really like this is he he we used to text now we don't text he calls me every day just to let me know he's alive and doing okay and and all that good stuff and he said to me I was like well what's with the phone calls and he's like well I want to practice picking up the phone before I'm ready to go binge. Like I want to be in the habit of it and knowing where my resources are. So that way he's not tempted. So he's trying to reprogram his brain on his own. And this is just one simple strategy. So I share that with you so that if you want to use it, you're absolutely welcome to, you know, find a friend, call a friend. We had had someone in KC... I loved it when we would, we would have meetings. I loved his, his theory on this. And this was a quiet dude back in the beginning. He's not so quiet anymore. But what he used to tell the new members is well, when we did the phone list, so when you go to GA, <clears throat> there's these little cards. And, of course, you know, things are changing. We should actually make like a database of gamblers so that we could just call strangers if we want as I'm sitting here talking out loud. Anyway, but he would tell people, program... Program our numbers in your phone. And oh, by the way, guys, it's a cool trick if you put like GA or group or, I don't know, GF for gambling friend, um, something in front of everybody's initials from the meeting so they're right there at your fingertips when you need them. You're not worrying about names or whatever. You'll just always know that it's a GA friend. So program them in your phone that way. And it's a, it's a good way or AA or whatever the thing is. But give them some sort of initials so that all your friends from that circle are at a, are just such an easy fingertip away. But he used to recommend that people uh, text, you know, just hello or start dialogue, start opening those lines of communication so that way when the feelings come, the resources were, you know, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm just calling you when I have a problem or, oh, my God, I'm too afraid to call this person. What if they don't respond? Blah, blah, blah. So it helps it helps again with that programming and take some of that fear away from reaching out to another person. There's a lot of different strategies that we can use to avoid the binges. And I think well, another another good one that Michael shared with me was he was telling me he was gonna go he was gonna go play poker to kill time to keep his mind off of the drugs and I just I I, you have to understand I still view him as a kid in my mind uh, because that's how I knew him I haven't seen him in person probably in 20 something years so um, I still vision him as a kid so every time he gives me these nuggets of knowledge I'm just like oh oh my god you sound like an old man (laughs) but he you know he's just living his life but at any rate he was like, "Yeah, I was going to go play cards for a couple hours to kill time." He goes, and then I realized I had no access to money. Like he pro- he protected his money so that way he can't buy drugs. And what that did, and and I know this is a hard one, you know, going back to ego and humility. Right? If if you get the money out of your hands, you feel powerless or less control or or less than. Oh, by the way, you're not. It's a, it's a protection device and money is just pieces of paper. So let's simplify it down to just very simple thinking because really that's all it is. And by not having immediate access to his money, he literally told me this thought process of like, whoa, wait a minute, I don't need this money. I don't need to go do this. I don't need to be around uh, the scene, because that scene could have been a trigger for him, and it was it was just a great example of how it worked so let's say. And I think we all go through this, right? There's the highs and the lows when we're quitting. There's moments where we feel like, yeah, I'm invincible. I don't need the thing. I don't need to go to the casino. I don't need to drink the drink, whatever. It's in those moments that we should take some of these precautionary things, like texting the friends ahead of time or hiding the money, so that way when the urge hits for a binge, we're prepared. It could be anything from connection to hiding the money to a lot of people in our groups have um, this software I want to say it's something 360 but the your spouse or the person you want to be accountable to can actually GPS you wherever you are so then you're being transparent and I've also heard and I am not suggesting this but I've also heard through the years that some people almost it's it's Almost like the game of succeeding at lying and hiding, like that' has its own little high, like what can I get away with the more the more blocks I guess building blocks of of um I'm lacking my word again this morning, but the more the more practices you put into play, the more you'd have to overcome to get to the bat. And even if you did view it as like a game, like, oh, let's see what I can get away with. And by that, I mean people will take, I'll call it free money. One of the stories that pops in my head is a, is a fella that he had done some work, and I think he got paid cash. So his wife didn't know about it. And again, it's, it's making those choices when we're feeling good. And he came to group and he told us about it, which is another thing that's pretty interesting, right? People can talk about this stuff in group, and they'll be talking about it. Ooh, excuse me, very innocently, but it's it's interesting to me because I feel like they know that they shouldn't be doing certain things. They bring it to group, and then we can call bullshit on them. And usually, people, if we meet on a Saturday, you know, we'd check in with each other after a group and be like, Hey, what'd you decide to do? And, and I think nine times out of 10, most people went back and would, would tell their wives in this situation about the found money or whatever. Because if things like that happen and they're going to happen, it's so much better to be transparent and incorporate it into your recovery strategy and avoid binging strategy. Because if you're not telling, especially the people that you've harmed or that you're trying to repair relationships with or continue to have a life with like a significant other, if you're not telling them, you're lying. And I'm not going to tell you that lying's as bad as gambling. I personally think it's worse. I fucking hate. Yeah, that's definitely one that I don't know that I could use lose my hate word. But I really have no use for lying. It's always been a pain point of me, even when I didn't even know that I had things to lie about or, you know, there was someone in my life that, Lie Well, there's been lots of people in my life that lie a lot. But I can remember uh, one person in particular would lie about things that didn't need to be lied about. Just and, and I can remember, I'd be like, why are you lying about that? Oh, it's just easier than dealing with that. But they weren't, like the dealing with it was so inconsequential, you'd be like, well, I don't understand the value of that, or at least that was my perspective. So if you start the lying, you might as well be gambling, is what I'm saying. That was the point I'm trying to make. You should have nothing to lie about. That's what the step work's about. That's what recovery is about. Coming clean, being your authentic self. Now here's where it gets a little, I guess this is what's on my brain or one of my situations today, is where it gets a little scary is we run the risk of losing people or hurting people's feelings or all the things that come with being honest and we have to here if you want to if you want to gamble without betting you can gamble on the people that by being true and authentic and honest it is a bit of a gamble that those people may not stay in your life or may not have a result or a feeling or action that's what you set your expectations around and it may hurt however if if you're living a secret life and you're hiding and lying and not being your true self, you're you're a prisoner anyway. It's no different whether you're chained to a freaking slot machine living your secretive little life or you're lying and and having the guilt and the ick and all the shit inside of you tearing tearing you up inside. That's no way to live. So you can't I love this. My friend Lynette said this the other day. I was telling you that I had a really good interview with her the other day. And I'm going to screw up how she says it. And this is like her little tagline. But basically you can't straddle the fence. Meaning you can't have one foot on one side of the fence in recovery. And one side still in the old stinking thinking of hiding and secrets and lies and whatever. Even if you're not gambling... You're sitting on that fence, if you're not in recovery, and you got a fence up your ass. Like, think about that visual. You don't want to come out and and get on that recovery side, or hopefully you don't choose to go to the other side, where the lying then snowballs into all the other things. But you have to make that choice for yourself. And what this reading today is sharing with us is about preparing so that we don't have to go through that binge And the opportunity to do that is many. If you take advantage of it when you're feeling good, it's going to be a hundred times harder when you're in the middle of an urge or you have a bad day or whatever the triggers are for you. So think about that as you decide how you want to show up, who you want to tell what to. And I think I'm lecturing myself right now because there's someone that, I've been friends with for a very long time. And we started having this conversation this morning. Well, the conversation actually started a couple of weeks ago when I seen him last. And it's there's pieces of the puzzle that he doesn't know. And it's not that I'm intentionally lying. It's just that I know that pieces will hurt his, hurt him. I think they'll hurt him. And not because I want to be malicious, but because I'm trying to protect him. And what is occurring to me this morning... And this this is the context of right protecting myself is I can't live with having secrets from him. He's one of my friends. I don't want to have secrets from him, and I'm going to have to at least give him the opportunity to process the stuff I want to. Well, I don't really want to tell him, but I should tell him um, to keep our friendship intact. So I think I'm lecturing myself a little because I don't want the shit eaten in my gut. I don't want the bad feelings. My bucket. I want my bucket to be full and happy and overflowing. And I just want life to be amazing. Like, that's it. And I can't do that if I'm clouding up myself with the things that could build up and eventually lead me back to a bet. That's just how it works for me. So no binging. Go do something. This is your homework for today. Do something proactive about protecting yourself, whether it's signing off from the casino, texting someone from a group, Maybe just joining a Facebook group. Maybe it's protecting your money or having a conversation that might be a little bit more challenging to have. I will tell you that those conversations make us grow, and on the other side, it's much better. Maybe you have to learn that for yourself, but I can tell you that as a fact. Any conversation that I've struggled to have is usually worth having. So that's what I got for you guys today. I hope you have a fabulous rest of the day. I definitely encourage you to challenge yourself to put up a barrier and prevent the binge. And I'm going to cough, so hold on. Okay, at least I pressed pause for a minute there. So, yeah, do the things, guys. Uh, We have control of this. It's when we're in the the spiral and the not control that it's going to be really hard to avoid the next bet, the next drink, the next thing. So take care of yourselves. Love you beautiful people.